0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk, relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco, and I'm your host. Now let's talk. So today, we have a bonus episode for you, Relationship Goals. Today, we are discussing relationships and how we can go from surviving to thriving in marriage, even during COVID. But to my singles out there, or those that are dating or engaged, stick around because we got some wisdom for you too. So my guest today was born in Louisiana, raised in Memphis, a graduate of Mississippi College, and currently teaches elementary in Houston, Texas. She is the graphic designer and chief editor of Real People, Real Talk. She's beautiful, she's strong, and this black girl rocks. My wife, Ariel Laurent Calcote. Yes, that is my wife, always full of joy. I just want to say, this is June 22nd, I want to say happy two-year anniversary to you.
1: Happy anniversary, baby.
0: We are 730 days and counting And also this past weekend, my parents celebrated their anniversary on the 20th, so happy anniversary to my parents, 33 years and counting. Before we dive deep today into the content, I just want to read a review as I'm seeking for ways to connect with you, my dear audience, on a deeper level. Brittany A. Gray said this, I thoroughly enjoyed this entire podcast. Each and every episode was edifying and encouraging. Real People, Real Talk is the perfect name for an outlet to engage, enlighten, empower, and elevate young adults. I look forward to hearing more. Brittany, thank you so much for taking time to leave a review. God bless you. Now, let's talk. So, babe, tell the world, how has your life changed during COVID?
1: Well, my life has changed during COVID because um, I was a teacher Well, I still am a teacher, but um, we went from having school in the schoolhouse to having school online. And so it was kind of a big change for me because I got used to kind of being in school and getting used to my kids because this was the first year that I had my own classroom. And so um, we were able to do school online, but... COVID really uh, made an impact on how we were learning and we all had to learn new things. So, yeah.
0: Thank you for that. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, our marriage and marriage in general. We want you to know that who you marry has a bigger impact on the rest of your life than any other decision apart from choosing Jesus Christ. Apart from that, because this decision is really is bigger than your major. It's bigger than your school. Uh, Bigger than your career is bigger than where you choose to live, who you choose to spend the rest of your life with, who you choose to spend the rest of your life with is a huge decision. Before we go too much further, we're going to hear how we met and the proposal story from you, from your side of things.
1: Great. Because my side is the best side. So, We met at Mississippi College. We um, both went to MC and we had mutual friends at MC and our friends would go out on Thursday nights, not like go out on the town or anything, but we would go like to Applebee's and different places around uh, our college because we were in a small town. And so as those group of friends continued to go out on those Thursday nights, this nice young guy named Paul decided that he um, wanted to date me and so um, one Thursday night we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and then we went to the movies and when we went to the movies it was like a spur of the moment type of thing we didn't plan on going to the movies we just planned on going to Buffalo Wild Wings and as you all know college students be strapped for cash and so um one of my friends um, didn't have enough money to get her into the movie since it was like one of those in the moment type things. And so me being me, I said, well, I'll pay for you and then I'll just have somebody else pay for me. And so I just threw it out in the air and just said, "Um, who's going to pay for me to get in the movies. And that's when Paul said that he would pay for me to get in the movies. And, From then on, we were smitten and in love from day to day.
0: And this is real people, real talk. So I got to say the exact words that I said. So I was like, big daddy got you. And so I would pay for your movie. And we gave each other a big hug. She melted. I may have melted just a little bit. So that's how we met. Now tell the people how me, Casanova, proposed to you.
1: Casanova. Well, um, as you guys know, Paul is a minister. And so um, before I moved to Houston, before we got engaged and before we got married, I was living in Memphis, Tennessee, shout out to the M-Town, with my mother and Let's just say this was one of the biggest secrets that my mom has kept because she's not one to keep secrets. And so I had to, I always say teach because I don't feel like God has called me to be a preacher. But at church Friday night, I think it was a Friday night, um, we had to teach about different uh, parts of the Bible. And my lesson was being the bride of Christ. And somehow they all concocted this up to become our proposal, and it all worked out because um I found out later on that my aunt had you know got the Bride of Christ thing and gave it to me before she even knew about the proposal, and so it was really cool how God worked it out but um I spoke, and then, after I spoke, they asked Paul to get up there, and i at that point, I was like what's going on? Cause it was already a lot of people there. And, um, we had a photographer there and that's not normal for like a Friday night service. Like a Friday night service is usually super laid back. And so, um, I was already suspicious about things. And then my cousin had to go to the restroom and my grandma was like, uh, yeah, I'll take it. It's okay. I got it (laughs) because she didn't want me to go to the back because the back was all decorated um by my cousin Pam and so um I got up there I spoke and then they asked the Paul to get up there to do like closing remarks and he got up there and he proposed he had a big old banner that had a picture of us and it said will you be my loving bride? No it just said Will you marry me? Uh Ariel which is my name and it was really it was really cool to see um, like all my childhood friends there from Louisiana and my college friends, just everybody from all walks of my life came in to do this and be here for me. So it was really cool.
0: So, yeah, that's how we met. And that's the proposal story. I traveled about 9 hours from Houston, Texas all the way to Memphis, Tennessee to go get my bride. So Ariel, honey, I want to ask you in the 730 days that you've been married, what are some things that you've learned um, as a wife?
1: So I would say just to stay open-minded because um, you both come from different backgrounds and it's merging two different lanes into one and you're trying to figure out everything. And so I would just say, stay open-minded and stay prayerful because um, when you keep God first, everything else will fall in line and God will be able to lead you into, you know, the different places that you and your husband might go into because you hop into marriage and you see... Like your parents' marriage, or you see your grandparents' marriage, but you know, it's totally different than actually being in a marriage yourself. And so, whenever you come with the open mind and you don't come with like stereotypes and um, stereotypical things that a husband should do or a wife should do, you're able to, um, you're able to love freely and like to freely be yourself because I would say like Paul enjoys cleaning and so he cleans the house more than I clean the house and you know I cook not saying that I enjoy it a hundred percent of the time but I've learned to enjoy cooking um, now that I've become married and we're able to like balance each other out, so I think that would be a good lesson: stay open-minded, stay prayerful.
0: Okay, sweetie, I hear you. I would say one lesson that I've learned: this is our favorite story to tell is that being right is overrated because you can win the argument, but you can lose relationally. Another thing would be: it's a choose your battles. You don't everything is not worth fighting for. The marriage is definitely worth fighting for, but the little battles in between is not worth fighting for. So I am a, I love for things to be clean and in order. Everything needs to be in its proper place. My wife is a little bit different. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically she'll get up in the morning, this was pre-COVID, and she'll make her coffee and sometimes she'll be rushing, and we have a canister with the sugar, and she never puts it back in its right place in the corner. And it used to just irk me. I don't I don't know why, it just used to irk me. So I I would think to myself, you know when she get home, I'm gonna talk to her because all she has to do is slide the canister two inches over and it will be in its proper place. And then suddenly I got this idea, was like, you know what? I can slide the canister over a couple of inches and avoid this argument all the way. So, friends, becoming one is a process. And knowing each other is a lifelong pursuit. Like my wife and I were both African-American. So even though we're African-American, we're still merging two different cultures, as my wife alluded to earlier. And you got to, you need to get on the same page and speak each other's language and just learn how to communicate. I've also learned that my way of doing things is a way of doing things. Whenever she would help me like with the laundry, I'm going to, this is real people where it's all, I don't like how she fold her towels just because it's different than mine. And once again, that wasn't anything worth arguing over. I'm just happy that we're both doing this together. So friends, another thing I want you guys to learn is the closer you get to God, the closer that you're going to get to each other. So Eric, tell them how we, we worship together and that helps us out a lot.
1: Yeah, um, I would definitely second that. God has to be like the forefront, the foundation of what you build your marriage on, because, you know, without God, where would it be? Um, we worship together on Sunday mornings at CFBC and also on Tuesday nights at a Bible study um, at Lighthouse Church here in Houston with Pastor Keon Henderson. And we, I love worshiping on Sunday mornings and on Tuesdays. And we're just able to get like all different types of feels and just to connect with each other more, connect with God more. And so, yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah, worshiping together has really drawn us closer together and also serving together. We went on a mission trip together to Long Island, New York, and just seeing one one another in a different light, just serving, just kind of bonded us even more. Then another thing that we do that we found has been really helpful is on Saturday nights, that's the night that we set aside and we have devotion Um, And by devotion, it's a time of prayer and a time in the word. And we got this book that we go through that causes us to do like some different exercises um, and ask each other um, different questions. But we take it a step further and we get deep and just really talk to each other on a deep level.
1: By doing check-ins. So um, we check in with each other. I think during COVID, we did it a lot more because we had a lot more time on our hands. But during the week, I think we do it. Maybe once a week, we come together and we do it once a week and we just ask each other, how are you doing? How are you doing emotionally? Like, how has this week been? How has this day been? Especially um, with COVID, we kind of did it more frequently because our lives were kind of shifted in a way and we just kind of had to adjust to it. And so we just wanted to check in and make sure, you know, how are you doing emotionally? Are you stressed? Are you worried? Um, are you happy? Are you sad? Um, just stuff like that. We also ask each other how are you doing physically. Now, Paul is a lot better physically than I am. I used to be a college athlete, but not anymore. I get my rest and I get my sleep, okay? So we ask each other, how are you doing physically? Like, are you drinking water? Are you sleeping? Which I always get a lot of. Are you getting your steps in? Are you running? What are you doing to, you know, just keep up your physical body? And we also ask, how are you doing spiritually? What have you read this week? What have you read today? How much time have you spent in the word? And um, have you been praying? And just different things like that.
0: Exactly. Because a good marriage doesn't just happen. You really have to be intentional. And so what we do is have a date night. Well, I'm just going to share with you our date night before COVID. Our date night was Tuesday because Buffalo Wild Wings had buy one um, Get one. They had a good BOGO on Boneless Wings on Tuesdays. And then AMC, the movie theater, had $5 movies. So it was like, we saving on the budget. We'll do that sometimes. And other times we we'll go to the Lighthouse Church. But now we have to come up with some quarantine dates.
1: So for quarantine, we had to get dreamly creative because, one, we were in the house 24-7 with each other day and night. And we were both trying to work at the same time. So there were times when... He would have a meeting, I would have a meeting. I would be trying to record videos for my students or uh, handling emails and he would be in a meeting or he would be handling emails, he would be handling his students. And so we had to get extremely creative. And so one of the things that we did during the quarantine is we had a movie night. I made some hamburger sliders, some nachos, we had candy, we had popcorn, we got our favorite drinks and we just picked out some movies that we both hadn't seen or a movie that we have seen and we just really loved and we watched that movie together on our couch
0: (laughs) another thing that we did i didn't know my wife could do this but she made a wonderful fort so we slept in a fort in our living room so we just rewind and roll back the the hands of time and we had what we call a fortnight it was fun like but i'm in my 30s so well, I'm actually 30. And so when I woke up, my neck and back was hurting. So I can't do it like I used to do it.
1: And I was also hurting too, y'all. I'm not in my 30s yet, but whew, the ground is hard, no matter how many blankets you put on it. Uh, another date that we did was a candle lit dinner. We you know, lit a candle. We put it on the table. I cooked a nice little scrumptious dinner. And we ate and we had fun. We talked, we laughed. And so it was just great just to make a beautiful dinner and be able to eat
0: it. Another thing that we did, but we had to discontinue. We had a picnic in the park and we walked in the park. The reason why we had to dis- discontinue because uh, my wife isn't a fan of books. So we just want to <laughs> leave that right there. <laughs>
1: Bugs are not for me, okay? You got to know what you can handle and what you cannot. Another date we did was we cooked together and I was all for this because, you know, I wasn't the only one in the kitchen making the meals. And so it was pretty cool to be able to cook together. And I think my favorite meal that we cooked together that we probably made I want to say we did it almost every week during this quarantine. We barbecued together. And so we were able to.
0: I love getting on the grill.
1: (laughs) Thank the Lord. He can cook. Praise Jesus. But we were able to uh, get to know each other more, get to know each other's families more, because we were able to bring our families in and kind of get their recipes while we were grilling.
0: So once again, with your 730 days of marital experience, I want to ask you, like, what advice would you give the wives out there?
1: Um, first, let me just say this: I really like being interviewed; it's so great. But uh, the advice that I would give the wives out there would be to pray for yourself. And to pray for your marriage, because only thing the devil wants to do is to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want your marriage to prosper. He doesn't want it to succeed. He doesn't want it to flourish. He don't want you to have a good marriage at all. And so he's gonna be fighting uh, day and night, trying to uh, mess up your marriage with any little thing. And so I would just say, um, keep your knees to the floor and pray for you and your marriage and your husband. And um, before you speak, seek. I made that up. It could be made up somewhere else, but I felt like I made that up. So before you speak, seek. Seek God's face and be able to, you know, know that what you're saying isn't coming from your pettiness, but it's coming from God.
0: And on that note, I just want to say no shade to any of my past guests or my future guests, but I already know, like, my wife. She's my favorite guest. Hashtag brownie points. But my advice to the husbands would be to love your wife as Christ loved the church and to lead her. And you got to realize that love is more than a feeling, but it's really a commitment that involves action. And by putting her first, one area that I struggle with and this is real people, real talk. She don't like to be cold and I don't like to be hot. So I'm trying to put her first and not turn the air down on 50, but maybe just leave it at 60 and not freeze her, but we'll, we'll say that for another day. But knowing, loving, and understanding my wife is, like I said earlier, is a lifelong pursuit. I got to continue to be curious and get to know her, uh, get to know her better so I can love her better. Like I'm still learning about my wife, my queen. like I didn't know that she knew how to make graphics. like she's a graphic designer for this podcast. I didn't know that she knew how to edit videos. So I was like, hey, can you help me edit this? And like, she had the fade, the intro, and all this other stuff. So hashtag bless. But just to get a little bit more pra- practical, fellas, like I had when I was dating and engaged, I had a note in my phone. And in that note, during different conversations with my wife, I would just keep notes on her. Like, I had a ring size, her favorite candy, favorite soda, favorite chips, favorite um, Chick fil A order, her favorite. Starbucks order. I just had all her favorites. So if I ever just wanted to be spontaneously sweet, um, I'm already prepared. So that's number one, like keep keep learning about her. And number two, I want to challenge you, and it's really for husbands and, and wives, but specifically to husbands, I want to challenge you to master the art of just because. I feel like if the only time that I show my wife some extra love if the only time I do this on special holidays, I feel like I'm not doing my job well as a husband. So I remember sometimes during the school year, I just like just because I would show up on my off day, which is Friday, um, give her some flowers or some balloons and say, just because, or you passed this test or something like that. So master the art of just because. And lastly, number three. Take initiative and be intentional. It's a little more philosophical right there, but take initiative and be intentional. So, babe, let's give the people some homework since they're at home.
1: So I would tell you to look up Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Uh, Google it. I'm sure you can find it. Google, you know, they don't have all answers. God got all the answers, but I would Google Uh, love languages just so that you can become a better wife, a better husband, because by knowing your love language and by knowing your spouse's love language, you're able to love them in a way that they receive love. So I would say go do that test and be able to know your love language, because you might not know, some people know, but um, you might not know what your love language is. And the test could surprise you and be something um, different than what you think your love language is. And so, um, so that you're able to love your spouse in the way that they receive love. Because if I'm giving my spouse love in the way that I give love, but not the way that they receive love. It could be something totally different. And so.
0: That's yes, real, right there.
1: Yeah. So just know your spouse's love language and be able to give them that love language so that you guys can have a long and lasting marriage. And, you know, it's not easy because you're so used to giving love how you give love and you're not really uh used to kind of tailoring it to somebody, but I promise whenever you um are able to tailor that love language to that person, you're gonna start um getting better and you're gonna have great days ahead of you. Seriously.
0: So yes, try that out, love language if you haven't already. And just one more bit of homework I will add to that is to take personality tests. So if you don't already know, you can see if you are a extrovert or introvert and you can see the same thing about your wife. And when you guys know more about each other, you can compliment each other. And so if you know each other better, you can love each other better. So this is the lightning round. Mm -hmm. So we're at our conclusion where you're going to ask these questions, honey, in 30 seconds or less. Mm -hmm. Number one, what are you most grateful for right now? Besides me, what are you most grateful for right now?
1: Okay, 30 seconds. Besides you, what I'm most grateful for right now would have to be, of course, life, because you saw so many people that, you know, didn't make it to 2020 or got to 2020 and something happened. But I'm thankful for life. And I'm also thankful for family. Family is such a huge, huge part of my life. And I'm just so thankful that God gave me the family that he gave me because they are amazing.
0: <laughs> Good job. And also, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned during this COVID?
1: The biggest lesson I've learned during COVID is that I really don't have no hobbies, okay? I have been bored out of my mind during COVID and, you know, I just learned that I need to start using my time a little more wisely and kind of harping on the gifts that God has given me so that I'm able to be a better service to this world here.
0: <laughs> and lastly, it's something I ask every guest. How can people go from surviving to thriving?
1: I think you can go from surviving to thriving by knowing yourself, like know who you are, know what makes you go, know what makes you happy, know, um, Who makes you happy? You know, if you got friends that just uh, take, 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 maybe those people don't need to be in your life no more because if they just taking and they not giving, what are they giving you? Nothing. Okay. So that is how you can go from surviving to thriving. Thrive out here in these streets because if you don't do it, who will?
0: (laughs) Man, that's a a good topic uh, for another episode about friendships. So I just want to thank you, honey, for hopping on the pod with me today. And I also want to say happy two year anniversary to you.
1: Happy anniversary. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have me again.
0: Most definitely. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. We just wanted to share our story and hope that it inspires you for those that um are married or aspire to be married. And also I just want to thank you so much to my listeners. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting. I am both humbled and proud to say that I have listeners in 13 countries so far. Woo! So thank you for celebrating that. Of course we've got the USA, the UK, France, Morocco, Barbados, India, Australia, South Africa, the Dominican Republic, Brazil, Sweden, Bulgaria, and Peru. I just want you to know that I see you and I appreciate you. So last thing, man, if this show has added value to your life, I ask that you simply would share it with your friends on social media or even text them individually, the link to this podcast. If you have topics that you want me to tackle or questions you want me to answer or attempt to answer, please DM me on Insta, and I'm going to put my Instagram in the show notes, p underscore calcode 23. So be blessed. We will see you for another episode this Wednesday.
1: And we out.